0: Welcome back, guys, to the Max Out Show, where today I'm joined by the Hall of Fame speaker and international best-selling author, Bob Burke. Named one of the 30 most influential leaders by the American Management Association, Bob has helped millions of people around the world expand their influence, their sales, leadership skills, and most importantly, their ability to give and receive. So, Bob, welcome to the show. All right, well, Bob, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you today.
1: Oh, my pleasure, Max. Great to be with you.
0: Now, I want to get started with this go-giver mindset because I think it's such a paradigm shift for people, you know, switching from a go-getting mentality that you know, even so many of our listeners have here, right? They have these big goals and dreams and they're so focused on that, to then this go-giver mentality. So can you share with us, first of all, what it is
1: and why people should embrace this, this giving aspect of their lives? Yeah, so the, the basic premise of, of all the books in the series, and, and I believe you've spoken with John David Mann, my co-author, and he's really the lead writer, right? He's the, uh, I'm a how-to guy, he's a great storyteller, yeah. so it was a, a great honor to work with him. Uh, and the, the basic premise is simply that shifting your focus, and this is really the key, shifting your focus from getting to giving. And when we say giving, Max, We simply mean constantly and consistently providing immense value to others. Understanding that doing so is not only a more pleasant way of conducting business, it's the most financially profitable way as well. And not for some, you know, woo-woo way out there kind of reasons. It's actually very logical Um, when you're that person who can take your focus off yourself and focus on making it about others, bringing them value, helping them, helping solve their issues. Uh, uh, yeah, however, it would you, you would do this, people feel good about you. People yeah. get to know you, right? They like you, they trust you, they want to be a part of your life, they want to do business with you, and or refer you to others. So, so it's very it's very practical. You know what what I love about
0: you is like you actually walking the talk here. So literally for our listeners, right before we we got this conversation started, you were suggesting another podcast, you know, host for, for me to, you know, reach out to, right? It's like So it's like, wow, that, that is that mindset, right? Of just always adding, adding value. So I absolutely love that. Now you also talk about, you know, how this this goal giver philosophy is actually very much congruent with, with human nature. So can you show us a little bit about that and how, you know, to impact us?
1: Yeah, you know, that's a, a great question because I, I really believe that understanding human nature, uh, in other words, the, the general psychological characteristics uh, and feelings and behaviors of humankind, you know, as associated with all humans, that's very important to understand because without that, it's very hard to be, Successful because we're dealing with humans, you know. <laughs> so if, if we don't understand that everybody's <laughs> an individual, but there are certain aspects of human nature that we need to respect and and honor, and so in the you know it, so it's interesting in the book How to Win Friends and Influence People, the classic oh, by yes. Dale Carnegie. He said, well, he said a lot of great things, but what I believe was the underlying premise of his book, Max, was where he wrote ultimately. People do things for their reasons, not our reasons. So in understanding this, it means we need to realize that, hey, uh, you know, and I say this when I speak at at sales conferences, no one's going to buy from you because you have a quota to me. Because the kids are crying at home, no food. (laughs) Right. You know, uh, they're they're not going to buy from you because you need the money, because you have a mortgage payment, or even because you're a really nice person, they're going to buy from you because they believe they'll be better off by doing so than by not doing so. And when you think about it, that's the only reason why anyone should buy from you because they believe they'll, they'll be better off. I mean, that's why we exchange money for a product or service. Just, that. So it's human nature, they're doing it for themselves. Now what this means, and there's nothing wrong or right or whatever, it's just human nature. What it means though, is that that entrepreneur or that salesperson, who embraces this and thus places their focus, actually places the interest of that customer even before their own, you're focusing on bringing and communicating immense value to them. That's the person who has created the environment where that sale is much more likely to happen. It's why John David Mann and I say that money is simply an echo of value. It's the thunder, if you will, to values lightning, which means the focus must be on bringing value to another human being that's tapping into human nature. Okay. And the money we receive is simply a very natural result of the value we've provided another person.
0: You know, I love this so much. And and to add sort of another layer to this, you know, I come from a psychological background and I was recently reading this, this research paper that was basically talking about you know, kindness and giving and how that impacts the people around us, right? And what it was saying is that basically, when you extend kindness, right, when I do something nice to you, right, I support you in some kind of way, not only are you the receiver happier, I'm also happier as a giver. Absolutely. And at Absolutely. the same time, an observer, like if your neighbor's watching me give you those flowers or whatever, that person is also happier. So, not only adds success and, you know, referrals and sales and all that stuff, it also makes everybody happier and sort
1: of lifts Dude. the whole tide. Yeah, there's everything everything good about it. Now, though, this is also one reason why we have to understand that value, you know, we've talked about giving value to others, why understanding that value is always in the eyes of the beholder. Because when we're giving what we believe is of value, we've got to understand it's not about what we believe is of value. It's what they believe is of value. And just as people want to be communicated with in different ways, some of these ways in which they feel is of value, other ways, it's not. Uh, It's the same with what we give to them. So we always need to be, uh, and this is why asking questions (laughs) and listening is so important because you know what really is selling? By definition, selling is simply discovering what the other person wants, needs, or desires and helping them to get it well we all see the world differently and we tend to think that what we find to be of value is what others find to be of value and it's not necessarily so so we ask questions and we listen in order to really really understand what they need from us
0: yeah for sure does this mainly apply to the the business and sales aspect or is there really any area of your life where you want to you know convince people and
1: you know That's that's such a great question because I believe success principles work across the board. Any kind of universal laws or success principles where so there's, you know, there's success in terms of financial, physical, spiritual, mental, emotional, social, relational, and probably a dozen other ways I'm not even thinking of. And so when we always act with a, if you want to say, a giving spirit, okay, always looking to put something into something, right, to add value to it, it tends to come back to us. You know, physically, if you're working out to the degree that you put effort into your workout, you're going to be in better condition. In a relationship to the degree that you focus on that other person, that's the degree they're going to feel good about you and focus back on on you mentally to the degree that you read and you listen and you learn and that's the degree you're gonna be have more knowledge and wisdom. So I, I think it, it really is all the area. And that's why in the story, in the original one, we um we we had the subplot of Joe and his wife Susan and their relationship. Because while it's certainly it's a business book, it's a business story, we also wanted to kind of show that yes, it it it's all areas, not just uh, not just one, not just business.
0: Yeah, I love that. What are you really saying is it's not even just like in relation to like relationships in our lives, right? To business and all this stuff, to other people. We're really also the relationship to ourselves, this mental oh. and emotional things, right? And like be- dealing and building that relationship with ourselves also comes down to giving, right? Giving ourselves well that time and that space and that energy. Yeah, so I absolutely love that. Now, one of the problems that I see many people have oftentimes when, when they you know, they think about this this giving mentality is they think that other people will simply take from them, right? That it's like they give so much and they burn out, they you know end up basically you know metaphorically broke themselves. So
1: why is that not really the case, and what can people do to sort of avoid that? Sure. Well, the first thing is understanding that there is nothing about being a go giver that is in any way congruent with being anyone's doormat or a, uh, a martyr yeah. or self-sacrificial in any way. No, it simply means you understand the benefits of that giving mentality, that focus on bringing value to others. But in no way does that say that you should be naive or that <laughs> you should be, right? So I often say to people, if you find yourself being taken advantage of, and, and by the way, I don't mean every once in a while. As human beings, we're going to be, you know, taken advantage of every once in a while. The only way that's never going to happen is to never trust anyone or do <laughs> anything or leave your home. Okay. I'm talking about a, a, a pattern of being taken advantage sure. of and so forth. So if you find that's the case, this pattern of being taken advantage of, it's not because you're doing nice things for people. It's because you're doing things in a certain way that's creating that environment for allowing yourself to be taken advantage of. So if that's the case, you need to understand that and be aware of it because it's only through awareness that we're in the position to improve in a certain areas, in a certain area. So we need to be able to set limits. We, able, we need to be conscious of when we're dealing with someone who's what we call a go taker yeah. as opposed to a go giver you know? and, so, uh, you know, and, and, and run our lives uh, and conduct business that way.
0: Yeah, you know, it's so important. I think this this distinction really in go-giver, go-taker,
1: go-getter is, is really well, a great way of. <laughs> yeah, here's, you bring up a great point because we would say a go-getter, it always depends how you define terms, right? Yeah. So, you know, uh, I think when a lot of times when people think go-getter, they're thinking go-taker, but if but what if you, if we describe a, if we define a go-getter as a person of action, oh, mm-hmm. well, we like go-getters, we love oh, go Yeah, for sure right? Because nothing good, you know, no good idea is ever going to do anything unless action's taken. So we want people to be go-getters, people of action, and go-givers, people whose laser focus is on providing immense value to others. Be a go-getter and a go-giver, just don't be a go-taker. That's the first yeah. focus is of all on themselves. It's take, 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 without having added value to the person, to the process, to the situation.
0: You know, I love this distinction because I think it really makes it clear. You've got to a, take, take massive action, right. And whatever goals you want to have. Right. But at the same time, give value. So do that from a sense of always giving, always providing, Yes,
1: I love that. Yeah. 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 Wow, I love
0: that. Now you, you talked about this idea of, of value before, right. Of, of really bringing like massive amounts of value to other people. So can you share with us a little bit about these five laws of success that you guys talk
1: about and how people can really incorporate them in their lives? Sure. Well, the the five laws themselves are the laws of value, compensation, influence, authenticity, and receptivity. The law of value is sort of the foundational principle. They're all important, but this is the one upon which everything else is built. And the law of value says your true worth, in the business sense, your true worth is determined by how much more you give in value than you take in payment. Now, when you first hear this, without context, you know, it kind of sounds counterproductive give more in value than i take in pay that sounds like is a recipe to do back. more than than i paid for <laughs> <No>. so we <laughs> simply have to understand the difference between price and value so price is a dollar figure or a euro figure however you want to uh uh <laughs> to do it um uh so uh the price is a dollar or a euro figure it's finite uh it simply is what it is value on the other hand is the relative worth or desirability of a thing, of something to the end user or beholder. In other words, what is it about this thing, this um, product, service, concept, idea that brings so much worth or value to another human being that they will willingly exchange their money for it and be glad they did while you make a very healthy profit. Uh, Can I give you a very quick example? Oh, for sure. Uh, a simple one might be the accountant who you have do your taxes and she charges you a thousand dollars or a thousand euros. Um, that's the price. That's her fee or her literally her price. But what's the value she provides you? Well, through her hard work, her getting to know you and what you're looking to accomplish, understanding your business, she's able to save you five thousand dollars, five thousand euros. she's able to to... Uh, save you lots of time, countless hours of time. She provides you and your family with the security and the peace of mind of knowing it was done correctly. So as we see, she gave you a lot more in value than what she took in payment. So you feel great about it, but she made a very healthy profit because for her, it was worth uh, leasing her time, energy, knowledge, wisdom for that money, or she wouldn't have done it. Okay. That she did it because she felt okay. And so when we do that, now we're looking at value and price in two different ways, because in a a market-based exchange like that, a willing exchange between two parties, there were two people who profited. You profited and she profited because each of you came away better off afterwards than you were before.
0: Yeah, I love this like
1: win-win mentality. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So that's that's the law, the, you know, it's very basically the law of, of value. Now the law of compensation takes it to the next step. It says your income is determined by how many people you serve and how well you serve them. So where law number one says give more in value than you take in payment, law number two tells us that the more people whose lives we touch or impact with that exceptional value, the more money with which we'll be rewarded. Uh, Again, going back to your accountant, she gave you much more in value than she took in payment. You feel great about that, you feel great about her, you would do business with her again. I'm assuming you'd probably refer her to others. And her other clients feel the same way. So our accountant is very quickly amassing what we call an army of personal walking ambassadors. And as she continues to add that kind of exceptional value to the lives of more and more people, her income will continue to grow and grow. In the story, the CEO, Nicole Martin, explained to Joe, the protege, that, that while the law of value represents your potential income, the law of compensation, which is about how many lives you impact, that represents your actual value. So we could say exceptional value plus significant reach equals very high compensation.
0: Yeah, you know, this, this to me goes back to this go-giver and go-getter mentality, right? Like the go-giver is really the, the value to provide, right? And then at the same time, the, the go-getter mentality is really the compensation part. If, yeah, well, yeah. It's like, we you actually, you know, get, of get off the couch and actually you know, find the people. Yeah. And, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Law number three, the law of influence says your influence is determined by how abundantly you place other people's interests first. Again, not in a a way that you're taking advantage of or no, nothing like that. It's just as Joe, the protege learned from several of the mentors, the golden rule of business of sales is that all things being equal, people will do business with and refer business to those people they know, like, and trust. And, And Max, as you know, there's no faster, more powerful, or more effective way of eliciting those feelings toward you from others than by genuinely moving from an I focus or me focus to an, excuse me, other focus, looking to, as uh, Sam, one of the mentors in the story told Joe, make your win all about the other person's win. Wow. <clears throat> So law number four, the law of authenticity, says the most valuable gift you have to offer is yourself. Deborah Davenport, the mentor in that part of the story, shared a very important lesson, and that is all the skills in the world, the sales skills, technical skills, people skills, as important as they are, and they are indeed all very, very important, they're also all for naught if you don't come at it from your true authentic core. Now when you do, When you, as we like to say, show up as yourself, day after day, week after week, month after month, people feel very comfortable with you. They feel safe with you. Why? Because they know who they're getting, right? Um, They know you, they like you, they love you, they trust you, they want to be in relationship with you, they wanna tell others about you. So being authentic is very, very key. I think when people don't show up authentically typically it's not for for um uh, malevolent reasons as much as it's because they don't have the self confidence to show up authentically they may not recognize and embrace their value that's why it's so important people like yourself coaches and people who advise others building a business that you can you know to, to have people like yourself who can you know in a caring yet dispassionate way be able to help them see those real strengths, those real assets of, of value that they bring to the table. That's yeah, for very sure. important.
0: Yeah, so let's dive a little bit deeper because you mentioned this, this self-confidence piece, right? And that's really key. But you know, we have a lot of you know, young you know, university students, young athletes listening to this podcast. And oftentimes what I found is like it's not even necessarily self-confidence, but it's also self-awareness, right? It's simply not sure. really knowing who they are. So Mm -hmm. what have you learned along the way about, you know, really sort of discovering or or maybe even creating that authentic self within yourself?
1: I think it's discovering more than creating because we all do have, you know, an authentic self. But let's also take it a step further because I I love what you said. Authenticity, let's keep in mind the word creating, okay? Authenticity should never be confused with not growing. Yeah with staying where you are. You know, it's like the, uh, the person who says, well, I have anger issues and I yell at people <laughs> a lot. If I were to act any other way, that wouldn't be authentic. Anymore. Yeah. <laughs> that's baloney, that's, that's, you know, that's just not true. What it means is this person has an authentic problem that they need to authentically work on in order to become a better, higher, more effective authentic version of themselves, so we want to utilize the concept of authenticity, Max. Not to stay where we are, but to grow into our best authentic nature. And this is why it's so important to continue growing, studying, reading, have mentors, have co- you know, coach. Um, you know, I, I often like the, the the sages of old asked, "Who is is uh, wise?" And they answered, "That person who learns from." all others. And we can do that. We can do that through, again, listening to people, talking with people, watching videos on YouTube, reading books, from the the ancient Stoics to the more modern philosophers and teachers and so forth. I mean, there's so much we can learn. Now, the key is to to, uh, adapt people, you know, when there's someone who you really admire, right? Adapt their wisdom but don't adopt their personality. Yeah. And we see this so often when someone's up there and they're, you know, they people want to be like them. They think, Oh, I've got to do exactly what they're doing with the same personality style and the same, this and say the same. No, they're, they, and you're you. I, you know, I can learn from everyone, but I can't be everyone. I can only be myself. And it's the same with all of us. So, so, so adapt their wisdom. Don't adopt their personality. Learn from them but stay true to your authentic core. So I think we, yes, it's a search, it's a discovery to, to discover what's already there, but it's also creating that even higher, more effective authentic version of myself. So I, I love how you said that.
0: Yeah, you know, but well, I absolutely love this. And to me, it really sounds like it's about really consistently stepping into this highest version of ourselves, right? The most loving and kind and caring and productive, inspiring, whatever is consistently showing up as that person you know, to actually become that person, act like that person that we truly want to be, right? Absolutely. And that, like absolutely. you mentioned, it takes a lot of confidence to be there and like, <laughs> hey, this is who I am, right? Like, now take it or leave it. <laughs>
1: no, so, absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, law number five is the law of receptivity. And you know, if uh, if law number one, the law of value, is the foundational principle, I think law number five, the law of receptivity, is what brings it home. Mm-hmm. Law number five, the law of receptivity says the key to effective giving is to stay open to receiving. This really means nothing more than understanding that as human beings, we breathe out, but we also have to breathe in. It's not one or the other. We breathe out carbon dioxide, we breathe in oxygen, we breathe out, which is giving, we breathe in, which is receiving. Giving and receiving, despite the, um, despite the information we learn from the world around us. And the world around us gives us a just not a mixed message about money and wealth and prosperity. It gives us a very negative message. Uh, and yet so much of it is just false. It, it's based on so many false premises. So so we have to put those aside and, and understand that despite those, that that misinformation, giving and receiving. Are not opposite concepts. Giving and receiving are simply two sides of the very same coin, yeah. and they work together in tandem. What we, you know, so it's not are you a giver or a receiver? No, you're a giver and a receiver. But what we know, right? The laws of nature, again, whether human nature, uh, laws of nature economic nature, we have to understand the nature of things in order to be effective. There are truths about the way the world works. It doesn't mean we're limited by those truths, it means we we tap into those truths in order to work with them in an effective way that, that, that benefits both us and the world around us. So we know that the giving comes first. Yeah. The giving must be the focus. We sow before we reap. That's just a natural law, okay? So we give first. We give value, and we give value consistent without attachment to the results. But we give value to the world around us, to others, to those we deal with. And then we allow ourselves to receive,
0: yeah, you know, I, I think this this combination is so important because what I've I've seen, you know, especially, you know, I was I was actually studying in Florida. Um uh. pretty pretty close to where you were, Florida Golf Course University, right? And it's like oh, wow. a super yeah. yeah, super rich area, right? And so what I found out is people were, you know, the students were especially like so jealous of these rich people. They're like, oh, money is evil, right? Like they I'm sure they just, you know, got in some bad way. But, but really what you're saying and the, the reality is, I think that that most people make their money not by winning the lottery or whatever it is, but really by by actually providing value to other people.
1: Yeah. In fact, to the degree that we operate in what's called a free market economy, and free market simply means no one's forced to do business with anyone else. Now, in many ways, it's not a free market economy where you have core, uh, where you have governments and big business colluding for special favors and break. That's not free market. Okay, that's called cronyism. Actually. Mm-hmm but to the degree that there is a free market, and most of us do operate from that, okay? Again, no one's forced to buy from us. The only way, okay, so to the degree that it's a free market, to the the only way you can earn a lot of money is providing immense value through products, services, you know, what have you, that other people choose to buy. Uh, you know, Steve Jobs got very, very wealthy because he provided a product that other people wanted. Yes. Okay. You know, I mean, that's how it is. Warren Buffett got wealthy that way. Bill Gates got wealthy that way. And the printer down the street or the plumber or the tailor who gets wealthy, okay? Or the the mid-sized company with a thousand people uh, who, again, is not bribing uh, their locals or state or federal government through um, contributions in exchange for special fed. No, the ones who operate in a free market-based environment, uh, they, own, they make their money. They got wealthy because they provided the marketplace something they wanted, needed, or desired or willing to exchange their money for. They provided that value to the lives of a lot of people. They placed the other person's interest first, which they had to do other, because people aren't buying for your reason, but for their reason. They were authentic and they allowed themselves to receive.
0: Absolutely love that. Now, before I ask my final question, where can listeners connect with
1: you online? So you know, what's your favorite website, social media, whatever it is? So, yeah, well, so my website they can find me at is burgburg.com. If they scroll down to the bottom, they'll see all the social media platforms I'm on, you know, mainly LinkedIn and, and Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram. I've been starting now. I came late to the game with Instagram, but I'm on there, too. Uh, so they can connect with me everywhere. Um, they can um, get, you know, free chapters of my books to see if they like them and then click through to Amazon if they want. Uh, And I also my blog which I publish every day. uh, I have an ongoing video So not every day twice a week, I mean I have an ongoing video series Uh, Now final question. What does it mean for you to max out your life? To max out my life. I would say it's to live according to my potential You know, we can never have regrets when we know we've done the very best we can do now Do I think I've done that? No, no, I think there's a lot of areas where I could be doing better, could have done better, and will do better. But I would say that, no, I, I don't believe that I have have maxed out my life, as you'd say that, because I think there's a lot more potential I can tap into, and, and that means I have to uh, take it upon myself to continue to learn and grow and do that.
0: Applies to all of us, I think. So, hey, Bob, thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, Max, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you.